Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to the One Next Step podcast, the most practical podcast in the world. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay, and I'm with my co-host, partner in crime, guru of all things operations at Belay, Lisa Zeveld. Gosh, it's like last year we started planning this and here it is. It's like our birthday. Yes. (laughs) So I'm sure that everybody wants to know about us. So why don't we give them something? Why don't we just, you know, we said we wanted to be authentic and transparent. So I think now is as good of time as ever to, you know, get down and dirty let them know all about us. Absolutely. And our story. Yeah. We've known each other for 15 years. I'm only 15. We've worked How together. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> we've worked together for nine, going on 10, yeah. but we've known each other for 15 years. Yeah. Our kids grew up together. We have a great friendship and we get to spend time together talking about excellent business practices and what it means to be a great leader and run a great company and do it with great kinship. I know. Not too many people get to go to work with their best friend, right? Like everybody kind of waits for the weekend or they wait for in the, you know, the evening after work is done and I get to show up every day and hang out with you. We make work fun. We do make work fun. It's one of our core values. But you have a really cool story, and I know that you do a ton of webinars, and you're a guest speaker. You're you're totally a celebrity now. (laughs) So why don't you share with our listeners um, how you came to Belay and your story? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I think my story's filled with lots of hiccups and bumps and trials and tribulations like many of us out there. I was born and raised in New York, Long Island. And was really running the rat race and was tired and didn't want to do it anymore. And I was working in retail and and too many hours and missing so many important things in life and family. And just decided to pack it up, give notice, move down to the Carolinas, which is where I live now, which is where I met you. You wound up being one of my first neighbors uh, 15 years ago because I knew that I wanted to live a better paced and balanced life through that journey and that that risk to just kind of pick up and make a change, I wound up meeting Brian Miles, who is the founder and owner of Belay. And we worked together for many years virtually, remotely, before Belay was even born. Before your girls were born. Yeah. At the time, my, my oldest daughter was born, but my youngest wasn't even born yet. So yeah. And that started kind of my remote work journey. And then 10 years ago, Belay was started and um, started as a virtual assistant for Brian and just kind of over the course of years, put in hard work, dedicated myself to being excellent and providing excellence, worked my way up the ladder, given opportunity after opportunity, which has landed me you know, today with the honor of being the CEO of Belay and having the opportunity to kind of just 
lead an amazing team of people who are here to serve. And it's it's been an absolute joy. And it's been great having you along for the ride with me. You. How you got here is a different story, but we've kind of uh, aligned our trajectory really over the years we've been at Belay. You know, you yeah. starting also as a virtual assistant here. Yeah. And I was going to say, and you were also the the VA for another very famous leader. Yes, yes. I. You can um, name drop. That's totally appropriate. <laughs> I had the joy and the pleasure of being a virtual assistant for Michael Hyatt. He he's a wonderful leader, a fabulous guy. Him and his family, I just love them dearly. It was truly a privilege to work with Michael. Um, he leads an amazing organization, and I, I really did. It was an honor to work with them. So I was able to kind of work with Mike Hyatt and their team while Belay was kind of growing the first few years we were, we were here. Such a cool story. I know. So let's hear your story landing you to Belay. Yeah. Like you said, totally different trajectory. Uh, my background is actually in wealth management. So started my career really focusing on helping other people make a lot of money. That'll come into play here in a second. Um, still and, do. Yes. Still do. Yes. <laughs> um, and then really took some time off to focus on my family. I've got a, a son and a daughter. One's in college, one's in high school. And just really wanted to pour into them. Along the way, I've done some, you know, pretty crazy stuff. I was on a regional television show building hot rods. I've been a talent agent, you know, just uh, ran the gamut of, of different types of things, worked for a PR firm. And, uh, and you called me, right? You I called, called me. you. <laughs> yeah. And you said, Hey, I, I've, I've got this guy that I work for him and his wife are starting this really cool company. Are you interested? And at the time I was just working a few hours a week. That's at the time that I was doing the talent agency and also on the television show. And I was like, sure, sounds like a great plan. Um, and then got two clients, kind of came in and saved the day on one of them. You the did. funny part of that story, though, that we love to tell folks is you yes. said, now you have to commit for at least a year. And, and. if you leave, I'm going to burn your house down. <laughs> yes. I said, if you, if you leave or mess this up, I'm going to come burn your house down. Yes. It's horrible. <laughs> Luckily, you nailed it <laughs> yes. out of the park. You hit it out of the park on all those things, and I, I didn't have to, you yeah. know, I didn't have to step into house fires. Well, we said that in the beginning, and I'll get back to my story, but in the beginning, it was so important that um, we did look to our family and our friends to help build Belay because they had a different level of commitment to the service we were offering. There was no way that I was going to mess this up because we, you were my friend and you lived around the corner from me. Like, it, it's not like a typical job where if you mess up, no one's going to know, right? Or you hope they don't find out. Um, I had a commitment to you. And of course, I had a commitment to Brian and Shannon Miles. So yeah, started out as a virtual assistant and then um, had the opportunity to join the corporate team as an executive assistant, moved into HR manager, director of HR, VP of finance, CFO. So that's where that whole financial piece comes and still love money, still love helping people and really get to do that, you know, help the miles since we are still privately owned. And now as COO, when you recently got promoted as CEO and, uh, you know, for those of um, our team members and anybody out there who knows you, 
having COO following in your footsteps is are pretty big shoes to fill. So I'm still getting acclimated and settled in. And um, just like that very first day, still out there trying to impress you and Brian and Shannon. Oh, well, I think that goes without saying. You do every day, but feel the same exact way. I think, right? Um as a leader and just even as a brand new CEO, I've been CEO for just a few months, um, January 1, 2020, uh, didn't realize 2020 was going to be the year that it was. Right. And so here I am, you know, here we are, CEO, COO, leading this organization together through an interesting time. You know, I think that's the one thing that I hope that folks get out of this podcast is, again, we, we've been talking about transparency and authenticity. You know, we've done a lot of things in the last 10 years, and some of them have worked beautifully. Others have not. And this is one of those seasons in this pandemic that we're just going to try some things. And so we hope that our listeners kind of join us as we take this big adventure on leading a business and uh, learn a few things. Yeah, we have certainly made our share of mistakes. So if we can help one person avoid one wrong next step right. and take the yeah. one right next step, then we've done our job. We've, I, I feel like you've sat in so many different roles across the organization, leading different departments, HR and finance and operations, as well as myself um, sitting over different areas of the business from sales to marketing to, to IT and project management. My hope is that we can kind of put some real practical information out there for overwhelmed leaders who are just looking for just one little tidbit to make one day a little bit lighter, a little bit easier, and just help them just take that one next step. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to be really cool about this podcast is we're going to give at the end and a very actionable step and 10 minutes. Right. So at the very end, we're going to play some super cool tunes. We're going to have a playlist and you're going to get to be able to sit down and accomplish something because we all know our calendars look crazy and we don't need one more thing to do. So during this time when you've got, you know, 20, 30 minutes and you hear something that's really good, you can leave your AirPods in or your earphones. Um, nobody will know. We won't tell anybody. It'll be our secret. Anybody who listens to our podcast and you can actually sit down and maybe send off a memo or jot something down. And then, of course, we'll have cool takeaways, too, in the show notes. Yes, because our goal is to be practical and helpful. So our, our goal is that you're able to walk away with something that literally you can implement and put action to very quickly and that we provide ease and it's frictionless and it's just plain practical and helpful. Well, that's why we're the most practical podcast in the world. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, let's get back to us. <laughs> yes, yeah. So tell me about your family and where you live. Yeah. So um, like I said, I've moved from New York down to the Carolinas. I currently live in the suburbs of Charlotte, North Carolina. I am married to my husband, Paul. He's my second marriage. We have a blended family. So I have two teenage daughters of my own. One in middle school and one in high school, so y'all can pray for me. Mm -hmm. And I have a stepson who's also in middle school as well. And so that is fun. And I have a little Yorkie named Lola, who's nine years old, who likes to join me at work every day, sit under my desk, and she likes to snore. So her new thing, she's snoring. So if we hear anything, it's not you. 
you didn't fall asleep. Yes, I'm I'm here and I'm <laughs> awake, but Lola might be snoring in the background. So, um, yeah, we're living our best life in Charlotte. We love to get to the lake. We love to go boating. My husband is a jet skier, stand-up jet ski racer. So, so he cool. keeps it interesting. That's yeah. that's me and my family in a nutshell. Yeah, and your girls are like little mini mini me's of you. They're just so beautiful, and it's so fun seeing your family. Thank you. Yes, my oldest daughter, who is 16, is my mini-me. She looks like me. She acts like me. She sounds like me. She's my mini. (laughs) So is your daughter. Well, your daughter looks like your husband. But she's me. But she's you. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's one of those weird things I've learned as a parent is it like really does come back to haunt you. Like whoever you are, good and the bad. Like I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry you have that, you know, whatever, you know, because they they get it from you. But yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. So I live in a suburb of Atlanta, north of Atlanta in a little town called Woodstock. And um, I've been married a really long time. I'm coming up on being married 25 years. It's crazy. We've been together 27 years. Wow. So what is that, like silver, gold? What do you get at 25 <laughs> years? Oh, I should look that up and remind Yes, him. there's a big gift coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. You've got his phone number. Just text him. I'll remind make sure him. he's aware of what the 25th anniversary means for him and his yeah. gifting. I know. It's, it's crazy. We were babies. Going back to how can we have known each other for 15 years and how in the world can I have been married for 25? But we've got two amazing kids. I have a son who is in college at Clemson. Currently, he's a freshman. And then I have a daughter who is uh, 16, a sophomore in high school. And I'm obsessed with Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. They're my dog of choice. And so I have two of those. Um, And Henry snores. My puppy the younger one, he snores too. So I've got to kick him out of the office when we're doing this. But yeah, so love life. You know, I'm kind of boring. I like flowers and gardening and architecture and traveling. You know, I love Europe. And so, you know, not too much excitement really. All things perfect. Beautiful hair. (laughs) No, no, no. I like, um, yes, I do like pretty things though. And I like to sprinkle goodness. So yeah, that, that sums you up pretty well. Yeah. You are pretty, you like pretty things and you spread goodness. (laughs) Yeah. We should tell them, right. That we're a little opposite. We're best friends. But the cool thing is we actually have a lot of opposite interests, which is what brings the excitement to our relationship. Yeah, I think at one point we were leading our team, a team meeting a couple years ago, and we agreed we were all going to dress in, we were going to dress in all black together. And we joked that we were leather and lace. Yes. Because that is, LZ is the lace. Yes. And I'm the leather. And, And remember, I found an artist who does hip opera. So yes. because you love hip hop so much, which our listeners should know, you absolutely love hip hop. And I'm kind of more of a classical girl. And I found an artist who can do hip opera. Yes, that would be the perfect blend of your personality and mine. Yeah. It would be a little bit of hip hop blended with a little bit of opera. Yeah. That about sums it up pretty good. Totally. So we're like a very good yin and a yang, which mm-hmm. makes us kind of the be- maybe the best and the worst business partners. Um, the best. Leading a company. Worse. <laughs> but we didn't get there. And now we we complement each other so well. But it has certainly been a journey. 
when we first started oh, totally. working together, the oppositeness of us sometimes created some good tension between mm-hmm. what you saw as the right way or the way you would do something versus what I would do because we are so different. And we spent years working mm-hmm. at it kind of like a married couple. We yes. kind of can, you're like my work wife. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We really had to work at our relationship because we are so opposite. And I feel like we've been through the best therapy together because on the other side of it, we totally get each other. We know what each other's thinking yes. and we know what each other's desires and intention are, even though it's so opposite. Yeah, well, because I think it always came from a, a place of respect. Not to say we didn't have some knockout dragouts. I mean, there was some cursing involved. And I remember one conversation, we literally were like, I don't want your job. And you were like, but I don't want your job either. You know, there was like this, this, this huge tension. But it, we always were coming from a place of we wanted what was best for Belay. And we wanted what was best for our team. And there's so much passion in both you and I. And so it was trying to figure out what to do with all that passion. And I think just growing in emotional intelligence as leaders, I, you know, don't even hesitate to tell people I am such a better person and a better leader because of you, because there were areas that I may not have been as comfortable in. You know, for example, I may not have been as comfortable with confrontation. You know, that was something that I, I might not have just jumped into. And you really taught me that confrontation was good and that I could do that in a way that was respectful and very healthy. So I think that as we've continued to work together, it's been fun to become a little bit more like each other. We've met in the middle. So like on the flip yeah. side of that, right, I'm I'm a, you know, say what's on my mind. Don't steer away from confrontation just put it out there type of person. And you are so much more mindful of, you know, the heart and the feelings. And it has really helped me also filter myself to realize that, you know, sometimes it's not okay to just say whatever's on your mind, right? Um, We are people, there are feelings involved. So I feel like I've learned from you just how to, how to do that in a way that is grace filled, that you can still honor people and be direct and have challenging conversations and be a contrarian and do it in a way that's healthy. So I think when we meet in the middle, Mm -hmm. that's where we land. You can have great contrarian perspectives, good challenging conversations that are performance-based, but you can do so in a way where you are admired as a great communicator, a great leader, you have heart, and you're kind. Well, thank you. Isn't that what we want for the world, right? Yes. That's where we are in the middle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too about skill sets too. We've had we've met in the middle with skill sets. I mean, you are such gifted operationally. You know, that's just where you go. You're you know want to get things done. You can follow through with everything. Um, at the same time, being a very big thinker. And so then I kind of had that the opposite of that again. Going back to the yin and the yang, where I was much more financially gifted knew a little bit more about the human resources. And so it's kind of like all those gaps that I had in my leadership, you just kind of filled them perfectly, almost like puzzle pieces. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And I think we've we've learned from each other. So we've each grown mm. in all of those areas. 
And I think our team, you know, we talked about, um, we here at Belay, we do a lot of personality assessments. And I think even looking at those has been helpful for us and our team. We always recommend as people are building out their leadership teams that you don't find somebody that's exactly like you. So I happen to be a one on the Enneagram for those of you out there, our listeners who follow along. Uh, Trisha, you're an eight. Um, we have lots of twos. We've got some threes on our teams. We, we pretty much, we just recently looked at our results again, and we've got people from all different sides of that. Same with Myers-Briggs and Colby. And what we've really learned is there's really a lot of power in the differences of our team members and leaning into that. So if we know that somebody is more of a driver, hey, let's go to them or someone's more strategic thinking, lean into them. Yeah, I think that we have learned over the years that diversity is a gift, that mm-hmm. you know, people usually lean towards working with people that are like them or hiring people that are like them, their style, because that's what feels comfortable and familiar. And I think what we've learned over the years is actually you're going to run yourself into group think if you hire everybody or work with people that are think exactly like you and function exactly like you. And that we've we've recognized that diversity in teams and peoples and personalities actually create for a more holistic leadership opportunity. So it's been a great way for us to blend a well-rounded organization by intentionally looking for the differences in people and hiring people that are different. And and you and I are the perfect model of that because we couldn't be more different. And we bring so much diversity combined to the organization. And I think that's what will be really fun as we start to welcome more guests in and we start to have those actionable items is really giving our listeners a perspective from both sides, right? So like from maybe your perspective, this is how you would handle it or, or someone who's maybe a little bit more leaning towards my personality, this is how they would handle it too. So I'm hoping that we can kind of cover the gamut wherever you are. And I think that we've learned that even from our clients here at Belay when they come to us. Yeah, somewhere between bull in a china shop <laughs> and yeah. a doormat. <laughs> in <Right>. the middle. <laughs> in, the middle. in the middle. Exactly. Well, let's get back to something fun. So one of the things I know about you that you actually don't talk about very often is you are an amazing cook. Every time I come Uh-oh. to your house, I'm like, oh, Trisha's going to get to cook for me. I'm so fortunate, right, that you do that. So why don't you share? What's your favorite thing to cook? Okay. First of all, that's very sweet. I hope my family also thinks I'm a great cook. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to take a survey, see what they think. I actually really like cooking. Yeah. It, it's just peaceful and relaxing and I enjoy it and I have a great partnership with my husband which I've learned from you that I do the cooking and he gets to clean all the dishes so it works out fabulous yes because the worst part of cooking is cleaning the dishes afterwards so God bless Paul for being the dish cleaner but I would say my favorite meal to cook is probably um, I'm Italian so I'm going to go with my mom's meatballs. Oh, I I knew you were going to say that. They're my favorite. (laughs) I have such a great family meatball (laughs) recipe. Um, And when I make it, it's like a special occasion because it's a pretty elaborate process, but love to make meatballs. It's the silliest thing, but I love Italian food. Here's another odd little thing to know about my family is that neither of my girls likes meatballs. I couldn't believe that. I was so I shocked. I was like a little piggy, like yeah. shoving the meatballs down. <laughs> and they were like, eh. I was like, what are you talking about? 
My prize meatballs, and they don't even eat them. But your girls are not big eaters to begin with. No, they're pretty picky. Yeah. So when all else fails, chicken. Mm-hmm. Chicken wings. Chicken wings are consumed by my family like nobody's business. We have so many different. We can air fry them. We can air crisp them. Ooh. We can deep fry them. We can barbecue them. <laughs> Maybe so that's we are we could do too. In addition to the playlist, we'll have recipes. <laughs> I know. Chicken wings for life in my household. Yeah, that's funny. And you like to bake. I remember a few months ago, you were like on a baking kick. Because I've been quarantined and I've got nothing else to do besides yeah. work and bake. So mm-hmm. I've been baking too many things, but like banana bread, cupcakes, cakes. You did a cheesecake? Cheesecake? I have a really good cheesecake recipe. My cheesecake yeah. is one for the books. I make it every year for Christmas. Homemade cheesecake. It's mm. the best. With an Oreo cookie crumb base. Oh. Forget the graham crackers. We're going with the Oreo cookie. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, I have not had that, so now it's on my list. Okay, next time you're here. Yeah. So, but you, you have a green thumb. Well, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you are a gardener. I mean, a flower gardener. Yes, yes. No vegetables because that means I'd have to cook them. <laughs> yes, you cooked again, <laughs> yin and the yang, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love gardens. I have, um, it was funny, Michael and I were having a conversation. And when we first moved in together, I worked part time for a flower shop in the evenings and would help do weddings and things. So as young, I mean, like 18 years old, I have just been enamored with flowers. And so that's that's where my happy place is. I can tell you all different mm-hmm. kinds. And we um, we recently moved into a new construction home and they planted stuff. I'm like, what are you talking? You can't plant that there. And so I made my husband, bless his heart. We had to move like 34 plants because they were all in the wrong spot. But yeah, I just, I just, ab- hydrangeas. I mean, it's such a, a very... Mm-hmm traditional typical flower but when done right they're just gorgeous and peony beautiful are incredible and roses so all of those things in my spare time I just imagine myself in a garden and try to find them all the garden tours I'm always at those too yes you're being garden tour home tours Mm -hmm. seeking out beauty Yes, yes. So um, my husband started out in architecture, kind of took a turn midway through his career and ended up kind of focusing more on the software side of things, um, but still dabbles in architecture. And now our son is at Clemson University for architecture. So um, and then my daughter along the way has become obsessed with homes and architecture. So yeah, we sit around talking about houses and old buildings and things of that nature. So it's sort of fun. Yes. And our husbands have an interesting, similar passion for airplanes and and flying. So your husband's a pilot and my husband used to work for American Airlines. And so when we get together, they just talk aviation and flying and airplanes for hours. You're like two little peas in a pod. And we forgot to say they both like to tinker on things and build stuff. Oh, Tinker. There's always like a three-quarter finished project, right? Yes. We're lucky we don't live in the same community any longer because they both would get us into some deep stuff with some projects. So speaking of projects, this podcast, The One Next Step, what would you say you would hope that our listeners get from The One Next Step? I would say that if you're overwhelmed, you're running a business, starting a business, leading a department, whatever it is, 
things can feel heavy. Sometimes you don't know where to go. You don't know where to get an answer. My hope would be that listeners could take one thing away from the conversations we have, that maybe there's one little tip you could take from this podcast and go, I can do that in my business. I could do that for myself tomorrow to grow my organization, my leadership, my team, whatever that may be, um, is that it's just baby steps. We don't need to always overthink uh, everything. You have a practical takeaway and that there's something that you could really put into play to grow yourself or your business. Yeah, I think that I think that leadership can be lonely. I think owning a business can be lonely. And I think that sometimes people really aren't sure where to go, like where to turn to. Sometimes there's embarrassment about asking certain questions. And so I really hope that this is like um, insider baseball. Like mm. we're really able to give that, like you said, that one actionable item that they may have been not sure where to turn. Maybe you can't afford it right now. Maybe you just got your your business up and running and you're at, you know, trying to figure out how do I look at a balance sheet? How do I not owe the IRS a ton of money at the end? How do I onboard a new employee? When should I hire my first employee? Or maybe it's the 10th employee. I just really feel like, you know, we're going to be able to give that gift to leaders and to business owners um, in small, actionable ways. And I'm super excited about that. Yeah, we could take it back to, you know, the days when, you know, there's no budget, but you needed a marketing plan and you wanted the world to know you existed. So how do you grow something from nothing? Yeah. And we're going to have awesome guests too. So can't wait to welcome people on. And like I said, for them to be a part of this adventure. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the One Next Step podcast, the most practical podcast in the world. We hope you join us next time as we dive into some more actionable things that you can do to make your business grow and make it better. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.